Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. So yesterday when we were out there, uh, the kids were out there running everywhere, cleaning up. Me and Cammy were doing a bunch of stuff as well, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, can't, if, if you show up at our house, Cammy's going to put you to work, okay? I, I just, I, you just need to know that, right? <laughs> when you show up, she's going to put you to work. And I live there. <laughs> I live there. So we were doing some stuff with the dogs and all of that yesterday, and, and we were putting some tin up, and we looked over, and I've got, like, we, we did a lot of stuff from, from the very first ranch camp where the pens sit right now. There used to be an old set of wooden corrals, <laughs> and they tore all of that up and moved it over, and we cut all of that wood up and made some really cool old barnwood stuff with it, and everything, but, but we have these big gates that were left over because they were just kind of cool, but now they were cool, but in the way, right? So I looked at Cammie. I said, are we going to do anything with that? She goes, no. I said, why don't I just take it to the dump? She goes, please do. I said, okay. So I go over there, and I get in the tractor, and it's got these little quick connect things on it, and I drive over there, and I'm going to get the bale spear, right, because you just like poke it, right, pick it up, take it to the dump, drop it in. So I go over there and I get the bell spirit. Now you have to understand this is about 7.30 last night. And I had been going since about 7.30 that morning. And I am tired. And so I put the bell spear on and I thought to myself, you ought to get out of this tractor and latch those things down so your bell spear doesn't fall off. Nah, be all right. So I drive over there. I'm just picking up a little wooden gate. I mean, no big deal. So I pick it up. And it falls, and it gets hung against the wall. I have to get out of the tractor like three times. Finally, I'm getting mad. I know nobody else does that. And I slam it on there. And I get back in the tractor, and I don't think twice. And I drive out to the dump, and I pull as far out over the dump as I can get. And I tip it down, and it sticks. So guess what? When you're a heavy equipment master equipment operator like I am, you can just jiggle that little old stick a little bit to make stuff fall off. Everything fell off. <laughs> so now my 400-pound bale spear is in the middle of the dump. I just drove back to the house. <laughs> I, I left it there. I get back to the house, and Cammie, she just... <laughs> Guys, has your wife ever just stood there and looked at you like this? So I pull up, and I open the door, and she goes, why does a tractor look funny? And I said, because I dropped the bell spear in the dump. I got to get a chain and go back and get it. She goes, how did you drop it off? And I said, well, I was trying to save some time, you know, and not lock it down like you're supposed to. Well, what really matters to this story is that I should have taken the 10 seconds to do it right, but no, it ended up taking me 30 minutes. I had to get a chain and everything. And while I'm digging my bale spear out of the dump, 
I keep looking because right over to my right is a bunch of kids and I know everybody's watching. But they weren't because I kept watching. Nobody knew. I did that on the, now, now I told on myself. So uh, I don't remember who told me something the other day. They're like, I don't know how I feel about you on a tractor after you dug a hole with a back tire. Nobody died. Tractor still works. It's all good. Today we're going to talk about what matters most. What matters most. And Paul used those exact words. What really matters that's what he said, what really matters in Philippians chapter 1. Today, we're going to find out that these things that Paul is talking about, things that really matter, they don't require anything, okay? Like, like you, you don't have to go get a business loan to start on what really matters. It, it doesn't matter what your credit score is. It doesn't matter what job you perform. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're old. All of these things are free, but they'll cost you everything. The cost has been paid already, though. The cost has been paid already, but just because the cost has been paid doesn't make them easy, okay? Doesn't make it easy. You can start on what really matters, According to the Bible, you can start on what really matters today, and you can work on it until the day you die. And if you truly follow what really matters, that will really matter, and it will absolutely, positively change your life. These things that we're going to talk about today, they can be given away, but not taken away. What do I mean by that? Like, you can give it. it it's kind of like, uh, let's see, what's a good? Let, you can give away your peace, but nobody can take it from you. You can give it away, but nobody can take it from you. The only way you lose any of these things is if you give it away. That's why they are so important. So, let's turn to Philippians chapter 1, get this pony road and get on with it. Unlocking what really, really matters. In Philippians chapter 1, in the first part of verse 9, Paul says this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. I pray that your love will overflow more and more. When we start unlocking what really matters, and we'll get to that in a minute, you have to understand that love is the key. Love is that secret, okay? It can never run out. Love is the key. Love is the secret. It cannot run out. It never gets old. It is the key to what God honestly wants from us. I mean, think about it. The, some, some really religious people were trying to trap Jesus, and they said, which is the most important command? And it was all about love. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your body, and all your mind. And love your neighbor like you love yourself. Love is the secret. Love is the key. It, it is what unlocks the qualities that really matter. Everyone loves something, right? Everyone loves something. Listen, it's the overflow love. Like, I know you love Cheetos. You're not going to get credit in heaven for loving Cheetos or loving ice cream at night, okay? That's love, I get it, but, but, but it, that's not the love we're talking about. We're talking about the love that overflows from us 
and on to somebody else, right? That's the kind of love that matters. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And then he says, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. And I'll be honest with you, this right here took longer than the rest of the sermon combined. I don't know why I got hung up on that. And I mean, I worked, I prayed, I studied, and I was just like, man, how can I put this that, that somebody can understand? And, you know, and, and it says, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. And man, I just struggled with this half of this verse. And I kept looking at the knowledge and understanding. Well, the reason that it took me so long is I was looking at the wrong part. That wasn't the important part of the verse. The, the important part of that verse, and when God finally was like, well, if you'll, because I was just laser focused on knowledge and understanding. That's all I was focused on, right? Just wasn't really working. After a lot of prayer, God told me, well, there's more to that verse than knowledge and understanding, and that's when it clicked. What he wants us to understand. The key in this little half of this verse is not the knowledge and understanding. It may be the goal, but it's not the key. The key is that you will keep on, okay? That you will keep on. Because Christianity isn't a been there, done that, got the t-shirt, don't have to do anything anymore. This is a lifelong journey. And, and, it, and it's not an arduous journey where you don't know where you're going. Where we are going is perfection. And this is how we get there, that you will keep on growing. Because if you want to know what matter, what really matters, is it's a journey. It's a journey, not a destination. Have you ever noticed that whenever you're getting close to a destination, how rough it gets? It's like the last 30 miles, when I go to Texas, it's as far from Lyman to Kiowa as it is Lyman to Texas. You know what I mean? It's like that last 30 miles. Have you ever gone on vacation? Yeah, like we got a, one child and, and, and tithe. The re, for the rest of y'all, a vacation is what happens when you take time off from work, scheduled time off, and you go do something fun, okay? So if you need more explanation on that, come talk to me afterward. But you know, like before you go on vacation, you leave on Friday, you don't have to go back till the following Monday. How long is that Friday? How long is that week before your vacation starts? It just crawls. Because when you're looking at a destination, it makes the journey arduous. The key is the journey. It's not, the destination's gonna get here, okay? But let's enjoy the journey while we're on it. That you will keep on. That's what Paul said. And that you will keep on, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing. Okay. Well, if you're going to keep on, it will require diligence and intention. Listen, one of the, how do I say this? You're not going to accidentally get to heaven, okay? It's not going to happen. You're not just going to be like walking along and you know, stub your toe, fall, crack your head open and, and end up in heaven and go, I got really no idea how I got here. I just, I just did. <laughs> that is not how this thing works. Okay. It's not. You're going to have to be diligent and intentional 
in your journey of the things that really matter. In other words, you're going to have to grow on purpose. You're going to have to be diligent, intentional. You are going to have to follow God on purpose in order to get to God. He says, knock and the door will be open. Seek and you shall find, right? So what really matters? It's found in the next verse. Philippians 1.10. For I want you to understand what really matters, okay? I want you to understand what really matters. And now he's going to throw you for a loop, okay? Because he says, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day Christ returns. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. So what really matters most? It's those things that help us live pure and blameless lives. That's what really matters most. So what are some of these things that help us to live pure and blameless lives? Well, I think one of the first things that I could think of was courage. Courage allows us to live pure and blameless lives. You are going to have to have courage in order to follow Jesus. Because, you know, 999 out of 1,000 either don't believe or don't follow, and they're going to say something about you doing it. Because you stand out. You're special. You're part of the elect. You're part of God's chosen people, right? And they can be that too if they would just accept him, but they won't. See, the way the world operates is they don't want to lift themselves up to where we are. They want to grab us and pull us down to where they are. Isn't that what the devil's goal is all along? See, the devil sinned just like we did, but there is no redemption for angels that sin. Jesus did not die so that the angels could be forgiven. No, he's going to hell and he's going to try to drag as many people down with him and he's going to use the people of this world to do it. So if you want to learn something that will help you to live a pure and blameless life, courage has to be at the top. You're going to have to be courageous. There are no sissies in heaven, okay? There are no sissies in heaven. Only the courageous that have seen and heard the truth and chosen to follow it diligently and intently and on purpose are going to get there. Courage. It can't be bought. It can be given away, but nobody can take it from you, right? See, courage isn't the absence of fear, though. It's the controlling of it. Courage is not that. As a matter of fact, did you know that in order to have courage... You must have fear. Courage does not mean that you're not afraid. Because it, like, I'm not really afraid of standing right here with my arm on a podium. So I am not being courageous in doing that. Now, what I am scared a little bit of is what y'all think about me when I'm talking. Because sometimes there's just like these like... And I'm like, God, I'm not even reaching. Yeah, y'all hear words coming out of my mouth, but I'm talking to God like, there's people right over there. They, I don't know, God, you're going to have to touch them or something. I'm joking. I am a little bit afraid of that. So I am being courageous by standing up in front of thousands of people 
and preaching the word of God. How does courage help us to live pure and blameless lives? Listen, have you ever heard of anybody being ridiculed for being courageous? Never. Even if it's a stupid courageous, right? Courage is always looked upon favorably. It's always looked upon favorably. So what really matters most? One of those things is courage because it helps us live pure and blameless lives by following Christ, right? By following the things that he does. Another thing that really, really matters, man, this one's tough because it is so scarce nowadays. It is so scarce and it's honor. You see a whole lot of honor anymore. I mean, like that, that it's nearly like this is literally an endangered virtue is honor. Because now they're trying, I mean, honor is standing up for something. It's holding to a set of values and not doing anything that are going to um, go against those values, right? Honor is nearly dead in America. Probably the world as well. I just, I don't live in this world. I'm just a part of it for a little while. I live in another world, you know, one that's run by God. Honor is nearly dead in the world, right? But honor, listen, honor is what turns struggles into strength. Think about that for a second. Honor is what turns struggles into strength. And I saw a quote, and a lot of people may not like this because of a myriad of reasons, and if you don't like it, we'll just agree to disagree. It says, honor is simply the morality of a superior man. Think about that for a second. Honor is simply the morality of a superior man. Now, that doesn't mean that we, we have more value than the person next to us in God's eyes, but you know what? One of the things that, Chris, that, that non-Christians always say is, oh, you Christians, you just think you're better than us. As a matter of fact, yes, I do. I absolutely do. I think we should be better than y'all. I think we should be better at loving. I think that we should be better at giving. I think that we should be better at helping others. I think that we should be better than the rest of the world in nearly every single quality. We have no intrinsic value above anybody else. But you know what, Christians? You should be better. You should be striving to be better than the person that doesn't even know Jesus sitting next to you. I don't mean it as you're above them in some way, but God has called us to be righteous. And listen, if they can't tell the difference between you and them, if y'all can't tell the difference between me and somebody that don't follow Christ, I'm the one that's wrong, not them. And honor is the key to that. Will you hold to this set of ideals that God has given us? We need to. We need to. Honor is simply the morality of a superior man. And you women know that that includes you too. I'm not politically correct, right? Courage is what really matters. Honor is what really matters. Respect is what really matters. See, courage will help you live a pure and blameless life. Honor will nearly guarantee that you live a pure and blameless life. Respect. It can't be bought or sold, but it can be given away, but not taken, 
right? That's the key to these things. Nobody can take this from you. A drought's not going to do it. A depression's not going to do it. An economic collapse cannot take it away from you. A nuclear bomb cannot take it away from you. Only you can give it away. See, I think that respect, the reason it can help you live a pure and blameless life is because I think that respect is one of the highest forms of visible love. Respect is one of the highest forms of visible love. Now, not the highest. I mean, probably, you know, marriage is probably the epitome of it, but you're not going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to treat you other ladies like I treat my wife. I'm not going to walk up and kiss you on the lips. Okay. But respect is the highest form of love, visible love that you can give to a stranger. And you know what? I cannot stand. And like, I'm getting good because now, like, I don't even twitch a lot when people say it. But when you hear somebody say, well, you have to earn my respect. That's nowhere in the Bible, folks. That's nowhere in the Bible that you have to earn something. See, see, I try to do what God does. I will give you 100% of that of my respect the first time I meet you. You have 100% respect. If that changes, it's on you. And it can't get any higher. I mean, you're a clean slate with me, right? Respect is one of the highest forms of visible love, and we should give it at all times, regardless of how you feel or what's going on. That's why this is a journey, not a destination. When was the last time you thought about respect? Well, respect is is a pretty high virtue on the cowboy scale. You know, I mean, walking up to somebody, taking your hat off when you pray and, you know, shaking hands and and this and that and this and that. It's It's a real it's a real integral part of the cowboy way of life. But let me ask you a question. okay? and this is one of those questions that should make you think. When was the last time you thought about your respect for God? I mean, it's easy to talk about respect between, you know, me and Trevor or me and Ty or me and my wife. It's another thing. How's your respect for God? And if you have a high respect for God, guess what you will do? You'll do what he tells you to do. You will do how he tells you to do it, why he tells you to do it, the way, you know? Like, you'll follow it. If you have a high enough respect for God, you'll follow him. And I did not like writing that because, unfortunately, sometimes I wonder how high my respect is. Should I be following him more? Maybe I should practice what I preach. And instead of concentrating on how much I respect y'all, maybe I need to concentrate on how much I respect God. Because every single time we sin, that's a disrespect to God. That's all sin is, is a disrespect of God's nature. So, courage, honor, respect, integrity is another one. Integrity, it can't be bought or sold. It can be given away but it can't be taken away from you. Integrity is who you are when nobody is watching, right? Integrity is who you you are when nobody is watching or listening, (laughs) right? Integrity is the measure of excellence and excellence is a skill to be developed. Think about that. Integrity is the measure of excellence and excellence is a skill that can be developed right? Let's do the right. Integrity is doing the right thing every time, not just when it's convenient. Integrity is the battle that you fight that nobody else will know about. 
nobody will ever see, nobody will ever hear about. Integrity is the battle that you fight that no one sees. Will you be victorious? If you want to live a pure and blameless life to really know what matters, it's going to take courage. Let's, let's bring honor back to the church. Let's bring honor back to the cowboy way of life instead of the beer drinking and the snuff dipping and the men and women chasing. Man, let's take this cowboy way of life back with courage, honor, respect, integrity. How about strength? Because you're going to need some strength in order to do that. That's a heavy a load to lift, right? Strength is not the measure of might. It is the measure of will, okay? Strength is not the measure of might. It is the measure of will. Strength is what binds all these other qualities together. If you're going to have honor and courage and respect and integrity, you're going to have to have strength to go along with it every single time. And finally, the last one that we'll talk about today is one called truth. Now, see, truth, the word truth is thrown around a lot, especially in political uh, arenas and, uh, and argument arenas. Well, the truth is, the truth can only come from God, okay? Anything that is against what God says is not the truth, and it will never be the truth, never. How much stock do you put in the truth? How much stock do you put in the truth? Do you view truth as a concept? I'd like you to view truth as a command. Be true. Be true. Be as true as some of these kids out there. If you ever want to know the truth, just go talk to one of these kids. They'll tell you. You won't like it, but they'll tell you. But, you know, hold, you know, hold tight to truth. You know, like kids and leggings tell the truth, Okay. That should, okay, okay. Why are these things important? Why are these things important? Why are these things and other things like the fruit of the spirit? We talked about fruit of the spirit. Those things are, are what matter also, okay? They are, but why do these really matter? Well, I'll tell you, because just like money, materialism, and fame are the currency of this world, these things are the currency in heaven. These are the things that God looks at. He doesn't care what job you do. I mean, you, how many times do I get prayer requests, not for can I have courage or honor or strength, integrity, truth? Should I quit my job and go find another one? I, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. And God doesn't care. God doesn't care what you do. He cares who you are. And what really matters are those things. Not where you live, not what you drive, not what you got on. Leggings are, you know, we already talked about that. But listen, Jesus is coming back. And these things are the currency in heaven. Who we are is the currency in heaven. And Jesus is coming back. Don't be overdrawn when he gets here. Because he's going to come like a thief in the night when you least expect it. It's not going to be while we're in church. It could be the middle of the night. It could be at 11 o'clock in the morning. He's going to come back, and he's not going to tell you when it is. Will you be overdrawn when he comes back? What really matters? What really matters? Courage, honor, respect, integrity, strength, 
in truth. And if you've been at Save the Cowboy for about 10 years, you know where I'm going with this. You put those things together, and it spells Christ. And that is what really, really matters most. I'm going to read you one more thing as we close in prayer. Let's, let's go. I'm going to read this verse while we pray. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. God, that is, that is my prayer today, is that everybody here, that radio, interweb, live, that we be filled with the fruit of our salvation, that we will be that righteous character that Jesus produces in us. And God, we do this so that we will bring honor and glory and praise to God and God alone. He must become more. We must become less. And God, I thank you for all of these people that I get to do this journey towards heaven with. And may we all get there and grab a lot more on the way. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.